Well, I'm on the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. It is God's desire for His people to experience victory and to live on the winning side each and every day. We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. It is Wednesday, December 8th, and thank you so much for joining us today for our Winning Side broadcast. We welcome those listening on the radio, 95.9 FM. Uh, we appreciate you. I hope the radio station is a blessing to you. Thank you for tuning in at uh, noon. And then we have the replay every evening at 6 o'clock. And I hope you listen uh, throughout the day at other times. We've got great programming uh, in the mornings. Uh, you Just about the top of the hour, we've got some, of course, news. And then we've got preaching and teaching and uh, lots of Christmas music. And, of course, our services are always live on the radio. So if you're ever not able to make it to church, then you can tune in uh, Sunday morning, 11 o'clock, Sunday night, 6 o'clock, Wednesday night, 7 o'clock. And uh, we are excited about the radio station, all God's doing. We welcome those listening uh, by way of the radio app and those listening to our podcast. Thank you for joining us. And then to our Facebook family, thank you for tuning in today and watching uh, this uh, broadcast. Also, YouTube, we welcome you folks, and thank you for tuning in. I hope you're having a good day, and uh, I hope you're fired up and ready to go for tonight. We've got our prayer meeting and Bible study tonight. Brother Caleb is preaching tonight. It's going to be good. And then we've got our annual business meeting. And uh, our annual business meetings are always, I think they're always good. They're always positive. Uh, but especially this year, as we look at what God has done in 2021, it is miraculous, uh, not just with the church and the giving and the finances and all that, but with now the school property and all the money that God's people have given. And uh, God has supplied the needs, that's for sure. To God be the glory. We'll have a great service tonight, and uh, I hope you plan to uh, join us and uh, be in your place. Seven o'clock, be a great service. Happy birthday today to Brother Curry Roberts. And Brother Curry, uh, we appreciate you and all you do. Brother Curry did a lot of the decorating, the auditorium. Of course, uh, Andy and Angie Moody, they kind of headed it up, but there was a whole uh, crew of folks that was there working. And a uh, couple nights, actually, last week, and they got it all looking so good. And uh, Brother Curry, maybe uh, he may be the closest uh, person to Santa Claus I've ever met, too. He has got the Christmas spirit. And uh, ask him sometime how many Christmas trees he has, just, just trees. And uh, But we like to give him a hard time. But happy birthday to you. Hope you have a great day. Uh, let's pray for our church, pray for our school. Uh, we had good chapel services this morning. And uh, I'll tell you a little bit about that in a minute. And then uh, after the chapels, I went over to, I do a, a a mini chapel, it's just about 10 or 15, probably not even 15, it's probably 10 minutes for the K4 and K5. We sing a few songs, do a little Bible story. And after that, I went over to that modular and kind of got to walk through that new modular. It's not done, it's not ready yet, it's in place. Uh, we gotta get the flooring done, get the uh, plumbing, electrical and all that stuff ready to go. Uh, but it is so exciting to see what God's done. And that's where we'll have chapels. Probably it'll be January. Uh, we'll get into there, but uh, it's exciting. And uh, I love Wednesday mornings. I love the chapel services. I, I talked to our young people this morning about that word, Mary. 
how to have a Merry Christmas, how to have a happy Christmas. And I gave them some ingredients for a great Christmas. And you know, I hope that you have joy. Don't let Christmas time be the time that you're depressed and you're mad and you're angry and you're bitter and you're, you know, you're so upset and you're so frustrated. It kind of defeats the purpose of Merry Christmas, uh, but, but I hope you're happy. Here's a good song, uh, this little Christmas song uh, about uh, it being a merry, merry Christmas time. And let me remind you, it's not happy because of the presents you get. It's not happy because of the foods you eat, not happy because of the places you go. It's happy because Jesus came. And that's what Christmas is all about. And I hope you'll enjoy this. This is a fun little song. And then after the song, we will get into our Bible study in Proverbs 26. And I hope that'll be a blessing to you today. Merry, merry time. Merry, merry time. Tidings far and near, merry, merry Christmas time. Ring it out with right good cheer, merry, merry Christmas time. Merrily we welcome Christmas Day, cheerily we sing our Christmas lay. Listen, merry strains from far away, merry, merry Christmas time. Walk the tidings far and near. Merry, Merry Christmas time, ringing it out with right good cheer. Merry, Merry Christmas time. Welcome, welcome, once a year. Merry, Merry Christmas time. Hear it ringing, loud, clear. Merry, Merry Christmas time. It is not the time for us to mourn. Cast away all gloom, it's Christmas morn. Wake from earth and sleep, for Christ is born. Merry, merry Christmas time. Walk the tidings far and near. Merry, merry Christmas time. Ring it out with right good cheer. Merry, merry Christmas time. Sing aloud with holy glee. Merry, merry Christmas time. Tell it out o'er land and sea. Merry, merry Christmas time. Ring the merry bells in tuneful lay. Spread the joyful news, tis Christmas day. Everyone is happy as we say. Merry, merry Christmas time. Walk the tidings far and near. Merry, merry Christmas time. Ring it out with right good cheer. Merry, merry time. Merry, merry time. Merry, merry Christmas time. Amen. That's a fun song, and uh, I hope you have a merry Christmas. Happy time. A wonderful time. Of course, we know uh, if your happiness is dependent upon what you get, you'll probably be disappointed. But if your happiness is dependent upon what you give, uh, you will be happy all the time. Uh, it is more blessed, the Bible says, it's more blessed to give than to receive. And uh, we were talking in the chapel today, we talked about uh, two verses, Matthew 2, 10, and then Luke 2, 10. And the Bible says in Matthew 2.10, it says that the wise men, they, when they saw the star, they rejoiced 
with exceeding great joy. That's a lot of joy. Not only rejoice, but with exceeding great joy. They were, they were happy. How come? Because they saw the star that was going to lead them to Jesus. And then the Bible says in uh, Luke chapter 2, when the angels came to the shepherds uh, and uh, they announced the birth, they said, we bring you good tidings of great joy. How come? For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And that's the key to having a Merry Christmas is you got to keep Jesus uh, in the center Keep him at the top. Everything you do ought to be all about Jesus. I'm, I'm not against doing other things, Christmas parties and Christmas gatherings and all that. There's nothing wrong with those things. As long as Jesus Christ is number one and nothing takes the place of him. Uh, the first of the commandments, the Ten Commandments, thou shalt have no other gods before me. Uh, nothing should come before God. Colossians 1.18, that in all things, Jesus Christ should have the preeminence. That means he's first place, and uh, especially at Christmas. But every day of the year, Jesus Christ ought to be number one. Matthew 6.33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Proverbs 26, we've seen some lessons from nature. First of all, we saw lessons from the snow and the rain. Uh, secondly, we saw some lessons from the birds. We were talking about that yesterday, and uh, I hope you will uh, be singing and rejoicing like the birds. They're, they're just having a good time, and uh, I hope that we'll be singing and praising the Lord every day, no matter what. Let's look today at the horse and the donkey, verse number three of Proverbs 26. The Bible says, a whip for the horse, a bridle for the ass, and a rod for the fool's back, verse four. Answer not a fool according to his folly, lest thou also be like unto him. Answer a fool according to his folly, lest he be wise in his own conceit. There's sometimes where you should answer a fool, sometimes where you shouldn't answer a fool, and pray God will give you the discernment to know which time is which. But let's look at these uh, lessons from these animals, a horse and a donkey. Uh, by the way, it says a whip for the horse. What does a horse need? Well, Sometimes a horse needs motivation, and that's what the whip does. A whip is not to hurt a horse. A whip is not to, to, to harm a horse, but it's to motivate a horse. Um, be very careful how I say this. Uh, have you ever known somebody like that? Have you ever known somebody that if they could just get a little motivation, they could get a lot accomplished? Well, maybe that's you sometimes, or maybe that's me sometimes, but they need something to get them going. Uh, maybe you don't need a whip. Maybe you need coffee. I don't know. Maybe you just need lunch. If you had some lunch, you'd have some motivation. But we have, and I say we, all of us, we have a tendency sometimes to become lazy and casual. Now, maybe not in your job, maybe it's your job, maybe you're pretty good and disciplined and all that, but sometimes we have a, a tendency at home to get lazy, and I don't mean with work. I, I know so many men who they just, they work, 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 and I think that's a wonderful thing to work, but not at the price of neglecting your family. Don't get lazy with your relationships. Don't get lazy and casual with your marriage. Don't get lazy and casual when it comes to the things of God. Don't get lazy with your church attendance. Uh, don't get lazy with your, your time you spend reading the Bible and praying. Uh, maybe you need a little motivation. Ask the Lord to give you some motivation. And uh, maybe, maybe God needs to crack the whip a little bit on you just to get you motivated. Now uh, you say, well, how do I stay motivated? Well, you don't, you don't stay motivated by looking at here and now. You stay motivated 
by looking ahead. And when we look ahead, we realize that we are going to someday stand before the judgment seat of Christ. And our works, the Bible says, they will be revealed. They'll be tried by fire. And for those who have uh, have works of, of gold and silver and precious stone, uh, they'll hear well done and they'll, they'll be able to be rewarded at the judgment seat. But the Bible says those whose works are wood, hay, stubble, those works will be burned up. There'll, there'll be nothing there. Yes, you'll be you're saved. Yes, you're in heaven. But you'll wish you had served God and you'll wish you had uh, served God for the right reasons down here. And so my thought for the, the horse is maybe needs a little motivation, a whip for the horse. But then it says a bridle for the ass, a bridle for the donkey. What does the donkey need? The donkey needs a bridle. The bridle would be similar to the, the headgear, if you will. And a, a horse or a donkey, they need that headgear to focus their eyes. Uh, they need that, that bridle and that bit to control their mouth. Now, hang on. You're getting ahead of me here. You know what we need as Christians? We need some headgear. We need some headgear that will keep us from being distracted. We need something that can help us keep our focus on Christ and keep our focus on what really matters and get back in the Bible and get back to prayer. Boy, we need that, that laser focus in our lives to focus on what is eternal. You know what else we need? We need something that'll control our mouth. Oh boy, oh boy, our mouth can get us in trouble, can it not? Uh, just ask Peter in the Bible. By the way, Peter was the man that was used so greatly at Pentecost. And Peter was the disciple, Peter, James, and John, that walked and talked with Jesus the very closest. But you know what Peter did? He did what you and I do sometimes. He had a habit of speaking before he thought. He had a habit of just saying whatever came to his mind or sometimes what didn't even come to his mind. He just blurted it out before it even got there. Can I tell you, may God help us to control our mouth. May God help us to control our focus. But then, how about this? How about to control our thinking? You know, the Bible says in Ephesians 6 that we're to put on the whole armor of God. I've been going through that on Sunday mornings, and I'm going to take a little break for Christmas and the start of the new year. We'll finish it up in January. But you know, the next piece we're going to talk about, I believe it's the next one, but it's the helmet of salvation. You know, your thinking and my thinking ought to be controlled by the Holy Spirit of God. Uh, our thinking, and by the way, Satan loves to try to get thoughts stuck in there. Satan loves for you to see things and hear things that will affect the way that you think. Uh, the horse needs some motivation. The donkey needs a bridle. The donkey needs that headgear. Can I tell you, as Christians, we need some motivation. As Christians, we need some headgear that can help us to focus and control our mouth and control our thoughts. But then notice what it says, verse 3, a whip for the horse and a bridle for the ass and a rod for the fool's back. You know what a fool needs? A fool needs some correction. A fool needs to be punished. A fool needs to be disciplined. You say, well, pastor, I'm glad you mentioned that because I know some fools. I'm going to go ahead and take matters into my own hands. Don't do it. It's not your job. It's not my job. But can I tell you, God will do it. Let God take care of that. You say, well, I know somebody and they did this or they said this and boy, they were foolish or whatever. I understand. And you know what? Look in the mirror sometime and you know what we'll see? We've done some foolish things too. But a fool, the Bible says, needs correction. And I hope that when we do 
make some mistakes. And when we do make foolish decisions, I hope that we will allow the Lord to correct us and we'll get back on track. I want to give you one more thought today. I, I know we're about out of time, but I don't know a lot about horses. I don't know a lot about donkeys. I really don't know much of anything. Um, my experience with horses was probably growing up, you know, at Walmart, putting the quarter in the machine and going around in circles, you know. But when I was dating Joanna, when uh, we were back in the Midwest, she was back at home in Iowa and I was in Illinois and we, we dated um, long distance. We were about two hours apart. So every Monday after college, Monday was the my day off in Geneseo, Illinois, and her day off in Washington, Iowa. So we'd get together on Mondays. And Joanna grew up with horses. She loved horses, loved riding them, and just she was good with horses. Uh, I didn't know a thing about it. Well, my first experience trying, trying to ride a horse was not good at all. The horse knew I didn't know what I was doing. The horse could tell I was nervous and unsure. And so the horse basically just walked me right up under a tree and I told Joanna, I said, I don't think this is for me. And so anyway, but I asked Joanna, this has been a while back. I asked her about horses and it was actually from this passage of scripture that uh, I was uh, teaching or preaching on a Wednesday night. And I said, well, tell me something about a horse. And she said, well, you know, Jeremy, she said, a horse that is not broken is not good for anything. And you know, when I say broken, what I mean is I'm talking about a horse that is willing to yield, a horse that is willing to submit. And you know, you and I are really not good for anything until we learn to submit to God, till we learn to yield to the Holy Spirit. My wife told me this, she had a horse, and this sounds amazing to me because I just, again, I did not grow up with horses and I'm not comfortable with horses and all that, but my wife was. But she said this, she said she had a horse that all she had to do when she was riding was to whisper in the horse's ear and that horse would obey. She didn't have to have the, the whip to beat the horse. She didn't have to have that motivation. That horse was willing to listen, and that horse was willing to, do obey, to, to, willing to obey what the master said. Why is that? Well, it's because Joanna spent a lot of time with that horse. She worked with that horse. She was good to that horse. When I, want, I want to remind you today that we have a master who loves us. We have a master who has been so good to us. We have a master who wants to spend time with us. As a matter of fact, God will spend any amount of time with you that you're willing to spend with him. Isn't that amazing? He is good to us. But I hope that we will be like that horse that Joanna described. I hope all it takes is for God just to whisper in our ear and we say, yes. Uh, Hear my Lord, send me. Whatever you have for me, God, I'll be willing to do it. You know, God often speaks in a still small voice. And if you're going to hear the still small voice, you got to be listening. You got to have your ear tuned to the voice of God. I love what Samuel did in that story of Samuel being in the temple. And he heard somebody call his name and he went to Eli. And Eli said, I didn't go, I didn't call you, son, go back to bed. And Samuel went back to bed. That happened three times. Finally, the last time Eli said this, he said, the next time you hear that voice say, speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. And you know what? That's exactly what Samuel did. And when he said, speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth, he said, God, I'm listening. God talked to him. God spoke to him. And God will speak to you and God will speak to me through his word, through the preaching, through the teaching. God will speak through the Holy Spirit of God if we will listen. I hope we'll learn some lessons from the horse and from the donkey and also from the fool. Don't be that fool. But let's learn these lessons. God bless you. I hope you have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. On the
Yes, I'm on the winning side. Thank you for joining us today on the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. If today's episode encouraged you in your Christian life, would you consider sharing this daily podcast with a friend, a neighbor, maybe a family member, or a coworker? We are grateful for your help in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. If we can ever be a help to you in any way, please let us know by calling or texting us at 252-308-4600. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to having you join us again next time on The Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett.